perhaps not proved the strategic move she'd envisioned. In fact, it may have been ill-advised, because it had been Veda who'd sent those gloves, presuming an unwanted intimacy after a night of gambling had led her to make an extremely unfortunate wager. She worried her hands together in her lap. Perhaps she was making too much of it. Just because something was not done in Rowley Close did not mean it was prohibited in worldly Brighton. Probably she was being provincial. But still, she could not help but feel the mere presence of those gloves was somehow scandalous. She had no doubt Matthew would think so. She shoved the package deeper still between the cushions. She would send them back along with a note as soon as Matthew left. The door swung open and Matthew Hughes strode in, and at once she forgot all about the gloves and Veda and everything else except how happy she was to see him again. She stood up, her heart beating faster, and what discerning woman's wouldn't. He was tall and well-knit, his profile clean-cut, and his expression, though generally amused, always amiable. He had fine gray eyes and thick dark brown hair, that he kept cropped close, unwilling to apply the effort necessary to achieve the au courant style of longish tousled locks. He carried himself with the unmistakable bearing of a gentleman, but, even more, an unmistakable air of maturity and mastery. With his physique and his natural athletic prowess, society might have celebrated him as a Corinthian had he lived in London except the Corinthians she had met tended to be somewhat dandified, and Matthew was in no manner a dandy. Though his dark coat was well sewn, the silhouette Matthew made in it was entirely the result of the natural and unenhanced breadth of his own shoulders. His trousers did not cleave to his legs like the skin-tight buckskins adopted by society's fashionable males, though when he walked the muscularity of his legs could not be concealed and he never bothered to tie his cravat in any but the simplest of knots. And why would he dress any differently, except for her come-out three years ago, when he'd spent a month in town? He hadn't been in London for more than a day or two at a time, and only when necessity demanded. By his own admission, he was a mere farmer at heart. Yet there was nothing mere about him, even if he would be the last to realize this. For a full minute, they simply stood regarding each other, he with his usual pleasant smile, and she in a maelstrom of mixed emotions, delight, vexation, happiness, and nerves, but mostly delight. He bowed. Hello, Laurel. I would ask after your health, but I can see you're in fine fettle. I trust your aunt enjoys the same good health. Her sense of eager expectation waned, fine fettle was not the turn of phrase employed by a man about to extend a marriage proposal. He should have said she looked lovely or, or blooming, not that she was in fine fettle. Yes, we're both positively blooming, she replied a trifle shortly. Won't you be seated? I've sent for Aunt Theodora. She should be here any moment. He settled himself on the small couch opposite her, looking distinctly amused before his gaze fell on the table before him and the assortment of baubles and curios and decorative knick-knacks cluttering its surface. He bent over an open, japanned box and peered inside, 
then looked up at her askance. Wax and tools for making wax flowers. She answered his unspoken query. She pointed at a crystal vase containing a half dozen stems of the pink roses she'd painstakingly crafted from warmed wax. You made those? Yes. He cleared his throat. They are remarkable. They most certainly were not. They looked like the globs the maid scraped from the mantle each morning and rolled into balls. Nonetheless, she decided to take it as a compliment. Thank you. He picked up a small framed picture of an African parrot composed of feathers, a far better attempt than the wax flowers. She definitely had a knack for feather pictures. Those are real feathers collected from Mrs. Wilberforce's menagerie, she supplied. You fashioned this too? She nodded. One expects it to take flight at any moment.